You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Your New Puppies podcast. I'm Debbie and today we're going to talk about how to handle a shy, insecure, or fearful dog. Usually those three things are kind of intertwined. So this topic comes from special request because I have gotten emails usually in a panic from my listeners about they just brought home a new puppy and the puppy's scared of them. He's shying away from them, won't come near them. And what to do in that moment is really important. I also think this is a super important topic for all of us to know because it doesn't even have to be our dog. How we handle a shy or insecure dog when we encounter them just anywhere, whether we pass them on the street in a store or even maybe there's a stray dog, most of us handle it incorrectly. Because, you know, we're dog people. So we have these big hearts and we really want to take care of them and we want to make sure that they know it's okay. And so we kind of force ourselves on them and try to win them over when really we're making it worse. So I'm going to talk about how to handle a shy or fearful dog, whether it's yours or a dog you find on the street. And this is also a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. If you listen to me, you know that I have two girls who are insecure They're much, much better now. I used to call them my insecure girls, and now they're just my dogs that have some insecurities. But I got them when they were older, so they're probably more severe than most cases, but they're definitely not as severe as some that I've seen. So what does a shy or fearful dog look like? You know, because most of the time it's obvious, but sometimes we don't get the signs, and that's why we're kind of forcing ourselves on them. It can be as simple as a dog backing away from you. You know, they don't want to be touched or they're hiding from you or running from you or in extreme cases, they're growling and snapping because an important thing to remember is that a fearful dog is more likely to bite than a confident dog because they're going to be defensive. A really important thing to remember throughout all of this is that it does not matter what the situation actually is. It matters how the dog is seeing the situation. And a fearful, insecure dog, especially in extreme cases, is going to feel threatened. Even though there's nothing technically threatening them, they might feel threatened because they're insecure, because they're shy. And this could be an underlying behavior where it kind of affects everything that they do, or it could just come out in certain situations. You know, think about that confident dog that once they're up on the vet table, they are scared and they become a baby and they're terrified, right? And then there's those dogs who just have a hard time dealing with new environments and new situations and new people. Now, this happens, this behavior develops For many reasons, but the vast majority of fearful and insecure behavior is because of lack or improper socialization as a puppy. So I've talked about before, socialization is exposing your puppy to different places, people, environments, dogs, just about everything in this world. And you want to get them in as many new situations as possible when they're younger, when their brain's still developing, when they're 
natural fear imprint hasn't set in yet, which I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Of course, it can be as simple as they just had a bad experience, especially if this is like a a situational occurrence where they're acting shy and fearful in a specific situation or with a specific type of person. It could be a bad experience. Now they have a bad association with, you know, whatever the stimulus is. And then there's some dogs who are just more cautious than others. So they are just more likely to develop a shy personality. And then there's a fear imprint, which I just mentioned. You can do everything right and you can have this nice, confident puppy. But when they hit six or seven months old, that's when the natural fear imprint starts to develop. And this is something that happens with every single animal. It's our survival instinct. I mean, it happens to us. You know, every single animal to survive needs a healthy dose of fear. So around six or seven months is when that will start with your puppy. And even if they've been confident before then, you might start to notice Uh, maybe they're a little bit more cautious of new people or all of a sudden they don't like, you know, going to this park because they don't like the sounds that are happening. That's actually very common and it's nothing to panic over, but it is something you want to address so it doesn't develop any further than that. Okay, so let's get into the good stuff. How do we actually handle this when we see it happening? So the younger they are, the better they're going to recover. So big picture, Big picture, if you don't remember anything else, the number one rule for you that you are going to remember is the dog sets the pace. When you're encountering a shy or fearful dog or even a confident dog that's unsure about a situation, the dog sets the pace. Never ever force your dog into a situation they're uncomfortable with. That's just going to make it worse. And that includes us going in to a dog and trying to give us, give them our attention when they don't want it. At least not yet. Because remember, it's not how you see the situation. It's not, it's like, oh, I know you're going to be fine. Yank. I'm going to pull you in here. Or, oh no, I mean no harm. I'm a dog person. You should sense that. They don't sense that. An insecure dog doesn't see their environment correctly. So we have to remember that even though you mean no harm, the dog doesn't know that yet. And we teach them that, we show them that by allowing them to approach us. So let's go back to the example of you just brought a puppy home and they're hiding from you and or they won't come near you. So what you're going to do is you're going to muscle up as much patience as you possibly can. And you are going to sit down on the ground. So you want to try to get down to their level. And you want either the side of your body or even your back towards them. Anything but your chest. You are going to completely ignore them, right? And this is exactly what you would do to say, you know, a dog you encountered on the street. Maybe you're not sitting on the ground, but you completely ignore them. No eye contact, no talking, nothing. This is a great time to turn the TV on or get your laptop out or get your phone out. All that stuff that distracts you. Yeah, now is the time to pull it out because you want to ignore the puppy. You want them to feel that they can investigate you on their own. All right. Feel free to bring treats out. Nice, smelly, meat-based treats. My favorite are the freeze-dried liver treats because it's just freeze-dried liver and and the dogs can smell it from a mile away. And I rarely meet a dog that can resist those treats. And maybe you just sprinkle a little trail towards you. And even when the dog starts to approach you, 
you ignore them. Ignore, ignore, ignore. You know, maybe you kind of turn your hand over and leave it on the ground so they could sniff your palm. And this might take two minutes. This might take two hours. This might take two days. It all depends on the dog. This same, these same rules apply when you encounter a dog when it's not, even when it's not yours. If they're, if you have a dog and you're trying to give them your attention and they back away from you, you turn to the side. If you can get down the level, their level, you do. You don't look at them, you ignore them, and you just kind of just stand there or stay there and just see if they'll approach you. If they don't, move on. Don't try to win that dog over. You not going in is actually giving them a good experience. It was like, oh, that person came down. I was able to sniff them a little bit. And then they walked away and nothing bad happened. That's actually beneficial to that dog, even though they never got your attention. That can actually build an insecure dog's confidence. This is especially important if you find a loose dog that's running from you. Don't chase them. How many times do we see those lost dog ads, um, you know, posted on Facebook or just hanging up in a store and it says, don't chase? Because we want to do that. I don't know why. I do it too still. We try to chase the dog. We're not going to catch them. Dogs are built for speed. They got four legs. We have two. We're never going to catch them. You know, the best way is to do it exactly like this. Sit down, maybe have some treats near you. And let the dog figure you out, okay? Now, if this is your dog and they have um, a hard time with strangers or, you know, in certain environments, even though you're on the other side of it and you are their, you know, um, their anchor, their support, you're not going to force them into that situation. We're not going to coddle them either. There's no, oh, it's okay, it's okay, don't be scared, because that is not far off from good boy, good girl, and now we've just praised their fearful behavior, right? We got to stay confident and kind of adopt the, you're going to be fine. It's fine, buddy. You're good. You know, you see the difference there? Because our dogs don't always understand why we're praising them. Like, maybe there's a little playfulness, like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. And you kind of like get playful and then bring them into the situation. Sometimes that can relax them as well. And don't be afraid to tell people, this is how you need to act with my dog. To this day, if somebody comes into my house, before they come in, I tell them, listen, Mariah is going to bark at you. You need to completely ignore her and she will be fine. The second you try to pet her, she's going to start barking at you and then she's not going to stop. But if they completely ignore her, then she's fine. She goes from anywhere to, you know, trying to jump in their lap for attention to just completely ignoring them. There might be a correlation to whether that person had treats in their pocket or not, but the jury's out on that one. If this is something that is really starting to happen on a regular basis, definitely call a trainer. Because the longer we let it go, the more ingrained into their personality it becomes. Backing off of insecurities is not an easy task because it's a process. There's no speeding it up. There is no easy button because over the long term, what you have to do is build up their confidence. And that doesn't happen overnight. And because there can be so many different things going on, it's really important to get a trainer in so they can see it and they can develop a program with you to build their confidence. So that is all I have for you for today. I'll be talking with you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to your new puppies podcast. Learn more about us at playtimepause.com.
Hello, Debbie here. I just wanted to pop back in to let you know about my brand new four-week puppy course. So if you're thinking about getting a puppy or maybe you already have one, this is my new four-week course where I go over all the stuff that you need to get through puppyhood. So it's a lot of stuff that I talk about on the podcast, but I go into greater detail and throughout the course you have direct access to me to answer all of your questions. And there's even an option for a one-on-one training video session with me throughout the course. So if you're interested, you can head over to playtimepause.com forward slash puppy, and I hope to see you over there. Bye for now.